Hello, anyone listening. Welcome to Connecting Vague Dots. Um, yeah, good morning from me as well. Thanks for introducing me, Joe. Yes, I'm here with my good friend, Seth Cox. Hi, everyone. Morning, afternoon, evening. I just feel tired all of a sudden. That's weird, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know how to help you. Um, no, I, I wasn't asking for your help. I was just asking for input in conversation. Have you had but, your... You know, that was misplaced, clearly. Have you had your morning coffee? I don't usually have morning coffee. Like I would normally do, like, breakfast, brush my teeth, and then, like, go a couple of hours and then have a cup of coffee. Blimey. Well, maybe you need to change sort, sort your routine around. I have... Maybe I've been doing it wrong all these years. I'll tell you my um, tea schedule. Okay. Oh, so... I wake up, and um, immediately I have a cup of tea with my breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, morning coffee, so a couple hours later, I have a cup of tea with maybe a, a sweet snack. Um, lunchtime comes around, and my dad offers to make the tea. I go, yes, please, Dad, I'll have a cup of tea if you're offering. And he makes me a tea, so we're on three now. Um, afternoon tea, a couple hours later, I have a cup of tea. Um, and then... Pointless is on, and I usually have a cup of tea whilst I watch Pointless. That's a couple hours later. So we're on five now. And then in the evening, I have a cup of tea when I'm sitting with my family and we're just talking or reading or something. I have a cup of tea, so we're on six. Then if I go down to the shed to watch a film, I bring bring a cup of tea with myself. So seven cups of tea. Every day. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, my average is probably about five. That's on a very, that's on an extreme uh, extreme day. But yeah, four, five is my average. Seven on a good day or bad day depending on how you take it mm. there was a period of uh, a week or so at university where i didn't have milk and i knew i was going to be going home soon so so i didn't think i would actually get through all of my milk so rather than like having cereal in the morning i would just have a black coffee Oof. And, I, and i did that for over a week Ugh. Coffee on an empty stomach. Yeah, I think so. I might have also bought bananas and like had a banana and coffee. Actually, no, it was normally just coffee. So, how have you been, Seth? Oh, I've been great, you know. Yeah, we, well, you know, happier times. We are on, we are coming out of the dark, coming out of the cave, coming out of Plato's cave, and we are emerging into the light and seeing all of this, you know, promising futures and the end of COVID, and it's it's well, um it's cool. not. What did you say? Plato's cave. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? I don't know. I'm I'm not familiar with this. Yeah, Plato's cave. It's the um, it's the uh, it's in Ex Machina. It's a reference to Ex Machina with the ending. Um, is it? Me... Is it? Yeah, where he sees all the shadows. He's never seen shadows before because he lived in the cave. Okay. The allegory of the cave, or Plato's cave, was presented by the Greek philosopher Plato in his work, Republic, to compare the effort of education and lack on, of it in our nature. It is written as a dialogue between Plato's brother and Glaucon and his mental Socrates, narrated by the latter. The allegory is presented after the analogy of the sun. And the analogy... Oh, fucking hell. Can we just have it, please? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Socrates explains how the philosopher is like a prisoner who is freed from the cave and comes to understand that the shadows on the wall are not reality at all. So he can perceive the true form of reality rather than the manufactured reality that is the shadow seen by the prisoners. The inmates of this place do not even desire to leave their prison for they know no better life. 
The prisoners managed to break their bonds one day and discover that their reality was not what they thought it was. They discovered the sun, which Plato use, uses an, as an analogy for the fire that man cannot see behind, like the fire that casts light on the walls of the cave. The human condition is forever bound to the impressions that are received through the senses, even if the interpretations are an observed misrepresentation of reality. We cannot somehow break free from the bonds of our human condition. We cannot free ourselves from the phenomenal state, just as the prisoners could not free themselves from their chains. It's however... Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's what it is. That is a lot... That wow. Okay, so essentially, Plato's emerging from Plato's cave is just like, oh, I'm now enlightened. Yes. Right. It's a, it's a lot of words to describe enlightenment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But yes, we are sort of heading out towards the latter stages of the outbreak now, which is nice. Yeah, it's, it's Go, promising. Yeah. Pubs are open. <laughs> Yeah, that is nice. That's that's pretty much been my highlight so far. The yeah. fact that I've been able to go to a pub. Mm. That's sad. Just a shame about the company, really, wasn't it? Yeah, if you hadn't have been there, it might have been nicer. Do you think? Maybe, yeah. I Maybe. think I'd agree with that. It would have been nicer if I wasn't there as well. I would have had a nicer time. You would have had yeah. a nicer time. Next time I just won't bother. Good, sort yeah, of. Yeah, okay. There we go. Cool, that's great. I enjoy um, going to the pub with not you in the future. Oh, and I will enjoy staying at home with myself in the future. So you're not—you're always going to be staying at home with yourself, Seth. Yes, but I—I I enjoy it more and more and more every every time. <laughs> the, the more the more time you spend with yourself, the more you actually enjoy spending time with yourself. Yeah, that's a rare thing. Playing with myself, you know. Oh, okay. Watching stuff, playing with myself, listening to stuff, playing, reading myself, reading myself, reading playing with myself. myself. Well, you know, <laughs> so, reading stuff. Playing with yourself. Yeah, I've been reading a really brilliant book recently. Oh right, is is that your choice for this week, or, or are you going to sell me? I'll tell you, it's it's called the F word. It's about the history of uh, the F word, basically. That's really cool. I think I've heard of that book. Uh... And it's got every single use of it. It's a dictionary for the F word. So it's got every single use of the F word, That's which is brilliant. it's the most it's the most commonly used phrase ever because you can put it anywhere. You know, it means so many things. You know, you can put it in the middle of a word. Absolutely, you can sort of it means oh I don't give a fuck. You know, or you know fucking is like a. You can compare it. Oh, it's good as for oh, us. You know, so versatile and amazing. It is a it is a good word. It's a brilliant word. Do you remember the first time you said it and you felt cool? First no. time you said fuck. No, I don't. Um. N- uh, no, I, I I can't remember when I first said it. It was probably year eight or something. Mm. Um. When was? Do you remember? I remember the sort of the. I remember saying it not for the first time, but I remember saying it and thinking, "Oh, that's that's a bit risque." You know, I'm feeling a bit cool. Like you, you say it. it and you go, "Oh, I probably shouldn't have said that." Yeah. Ooh, naughty. Uh, and and then nothing bad happens. You go, "Oh, I said it again." Maybe it doesn't matter. Yeah. 
It's still very taboo, though, isn't it? What, yeah. The word but... fuck. Yeah. Not for I don't us. Know. But if we were at a family gathering, we wouldn't say fuck, would we? No, I wouldn't say fuck in front of my parents. Well, you probably wouldn't say it in in a theatre or a restaurant. You probably wouldn't say it loudly anyway. You probably sort of check yourself. In a restaurant, yeah. In a theatre, I don't know. I don't go very often. <laughs> no. So. My eyes, my height, my hair, my attitude to work, everything. I never thought to ask him, it never seemed like the right time. Too late now, it's been gone a couple of years. Never knew my mum either. She'd been diagnosed with cancer when I was one or something. Died maybe a year later. Oh, so you think your dad was the one that died? I remember now. You bastard. You bastard. You bastard. You killed me. You utter, utter bastard. Oh. What have I done? Bloody hell. You can't kill me. We're not dead. What the hell is going on here? You didn't die. Yes, we did. I, re I remember it. No, what did I tell you? Memory can be distorted. You, sh you shot me. Right here. So sorry, Jim. Jim, I'm sorry. What? <clears throat> no, sorry, Jim. You said that already. Hand it to me. I'm s sorry, Jim. Don't, don't be sorry. Just give me the gun. I can't. Sorry. 
Stop saying that. Sorry. Shut up. Hand it to me. I am. I. I'm sorry. I can't. Give me the gun. I can't. You can. No. Yes, you can, and you know it. I won't. Then. Sorry, Jim. Stop saying sorry. It needs to be said. I'm sorry, Jim. Stop. Now. Jim, I'm sorry. Give me the gun! That's fine. Oh. Oh, go on then. <laughs> Take control again. Do object you, and we'll just keep going around, 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 around. Yes! Oh! Let's go! Finally, back in the fucking driver's seat, boys. Hey, you must be Jim. Oh, <coughs> uh, right, yeah, okay, panic attack, makes sense. Oh, the weak wildflowers get those, not me, though. I'm a fucking rock. I've got an evil demon in my head, and he is pissed. This is awesome. I think Jim's a bit annoyed, but that's fine. Hey, buddy, do you want to find some pizza? Never mind, I can wait, I think. This devil guy here is weird, right? I mean, he seems to think he's all that, but I don't see him walks around in Tim's body, do you? Oh, that, about that pizza, I don't have much interest in money. Pizza, kebabs, and blowjobs, that's my game, especially the blowjobs. You, what's your game? Uh, what did you do to it? Oh, brilliant, yeah, ignore my question, real polite. You know, I go out of my way to put people like you in their place. You should learn some manners, fuck you. Yes. You're right. Sorry. My game. Um, never really thought about it. Philosophy, I guess. And I like Beckett a lot. Not, uh, not much else. I am a fan of Bjork. She's quite interesting. So I guess my game would be Bjork, Beckett, and philosophy. Well, that's a bit, well, that's a bit lame, isn't it? Kind of. What did you do with the devil thingy? I beat it to the pilot seat. That's what I did because I'm, you know, so awesome and all that. Right. So, pizza, yes? We can't get pizza around here. We can't get much at all, really. Oh, uh, yeah. The gun. The gun. You had it on you when you, we got here. No, Tim bought the gun. I That weak-willed pussy brain was going to kill himself. Lucky I didn't let him. Uh, and how did you do that? can't remember, but I'm pretty sure that's how we ended up here, which means there must be something here. Nope, don't follow. <laughs> Even remotely. Well, that would be because you're a dumb idiot. Yep, I'm a dumb idiot. Different to one of those smart idiots. Wait, wait, I haven't finished talking. <sighs> yep, sorry, continue. Tim got distracted by something, so I took his place while he rationalised himself the problem. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> of course you don't. Neither does Tim. The reason being that as rational thinkers, when something impossible happens that you can't understand in any given sense, you choose to remove it from your, pe- you choose to remove it from your field of perspective and move on. Like, uh, turning gravity off. Look, <clears throat> when something insane happens, we go into a massive state of flux. That's how rapid hypnotic inductions work, right? Shock the system into not knowing what is up or wrong or left or down, or even if you seem to be floating. That's where I come in. Hello. 
When Tim goes into some form of flux, that could be caused by anger or straight-up confusion, I jump into the driver's seat and fix it. Tim spends most of his time being rational and working things out like a vaguely sane person would, but when you can't do that, I make the decision that needs to be made, but doesn't hold up standard reasoning, which it never does, which is why I get demonised as being a psychopath with murderers and rampage and tendencies, which, yes, I do, but what they really are is a gut response. The right response, nine times out of ten, and they're the right they're the right response because they are the only response. You know, it's the old Sherlock Holmes adage: if you, if you, what is it? Eliminate the impossible, then whatever remains, no matter how improbable, is the truth. I am the truth. When all else has failed, when everyone else comes up short, I come up chance because I'm the only card left in the deck. When someone turns gravity off, it isn't because physics was wrong. It's because you've moved to a separate reality with different laws of physics. The right place for the wrong physics, alternatively, the wrong place for the right physics. This places you in a bubble. One which can be burst, and to get out you were when you burst a bubble, because the bubble never existed where you were, because it couldn't. So, what happens when you get I don't even think it matters. When you get here, you just need to get the fuck out. We've reached a point where two completely desperate realities coexist, and you need to open the box, because the only way to find out if the cat died is by opening the box. But boxes don't just appear, you need to have someone make the box, and you need to have someone open the damn thing. That's us. We are about to open Pandora's box. I feel like you mixed your metaphors a bit there. Ah, Schrodinger, Pandora, what's the difference? Quantum physics and Greek myth? Oh, at this point, probably nothing. Tim again now. I don't trust you. Well, I'm certainly not Drew anymore, am I? Well, that's true, but that doesn't mean you're Tim. True. Well, uh, I don't know what to say to convince you. The the devil thing you might do, though, so I'm not... I don't don't fucking know. I'm a bit screwed here, aren't I? Oh, definitely, yeah. Well, one of the things inside me will probably try and kill you for one reason or another, yeah. Oh, goody. I guess I'm going to have to assume that you're Tim. Was he right? Drew, with the the reality bubble boxy thing. (laughs) Maybe. It sounds plausible. I I do tend to black out when he takes over. Things start coming back to me a couple days later. So, we may start remembering things again. Or our brains might have just deleted those memories for the sake of our sanity. Maybe there are other things that have just been deleted. Do you think that someone is someone is deleting our memories? You know, not just our brains. That make a lot of sense, actually. I, it, would, it, it would explain finding the bullet cases and the letter as well. Someone, someone's been planting evidence for us to find. It, it's it's a test. These things haven't been convenient. They've been deliberate. Oh, and now it's getting darker. Maybe that's them. Maybe you passed the first test. Maybe. Now we get to meet them. Maybe. It's rather exciting. See you on the other side. Maybe.